another episode of the planet fantasy podcast and we're your hosts damon and kyle kyle how's it going man it's good man it's good i've been just binging a whole lot of uh tv from a specific decade how are you i'm good uh i am still watching a bunch of movies i very little tv right now very very little you know so that's fair we're also joined by our good pal ryan how's it going man Hey guys, uh, doing well. Thanks for uh, having me again. Yeah, you binging anything recently other than stuff related to our draft? <laughs> um, not really. I'm, I'm like Damon. I've been watching a lot of movies. Um, I just uh, rewatched Inglorious Bastards recently. I'd forgotten how good that was. Um, yeah, I think it's either that or Django or my favorite uh, Tarantino flicks. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I think I mentioned this to you, Kyle, uh, the other day, but I'm in the middle of watching Tomorrow War. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm like a third of the way through it, probably. So Maybe it's because I went in with like zero expectations. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. It was like, so I expected the CG to be terrible. And the CG, like, I don't know how far you're in, but have you seen like the the things they're fighting? Yeah. So they look way better than I expected them to. They look straight out of like the Half-Life video games. Um, yeah, I think it's other than, you know, the lead, uh, who's just, he's not great. Uh, it's, I think it's fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chris Pratt stuff aside, like I, I think I was like, okay, yeah, like he's, he's still a good actor. So, you know, yeah. we, can, we can definitely talk about his um, off-screen exploits, but... Um, to see him as a leading man again, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I can dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, the only TV show I've really been binging at all is the new drop. I think you should leave. Tim Robinson started that right before work today. Um, it's hilarious in all the right ways. It's absurd. I love it. It's yeah. I've only watched the first two episodes of this new season, but it's the weirdest TV show I've ever seen, and I love it. It's just so strange. Ryan, watch it. I will have to check that out. <laughs> All right. So why we why are we here, guys? Let's see. We are drafting for Children of the Tube, two thousands, the the best TV shows of the two thousands. This decade was really hard because, like, I mean. There's so many to go off of. These are like essentially the golden age of TV, as people like to say, started in 99. So we pretty much have most of those up for grabs. I'm really excited to see where y'all go with it. Um, I can't wait. Kyle has a new style list game to introduce to everybody today, guys. This is going to be, I guess this is kind of the beta testing to see how well it works. And if we want to keep going, we'll see. That's right. So uh, I was recently gifted the Blockbuster board game. Um, I haven't played the game itself yet, but they have a deck of cards in there called Head to Head. It's part of the game that you just go, you basically do what we do on the podcast for the list game. You go back and forth with someone listing something. 
And this deck of cards um, has different like types of movies, you know, movies centered around a plane or around a race or Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and draw one at random and we'll go from there. All right, let's see. Okay, we got movies with vampires. Oh, okay. Okay, we, okay. We can get some mileage out of that. Um, so we'll, I guess we'll have Ryan go first. Damon, you want to go second, and I'll take the third yeah. spot? Sounds good. Okay, uh, I will go with uh, mine and everyone's favorites. Uh, Van Helsing. Lost Boys. Good movie. Um, let's go get it out of the way. Twilight. Uh, Blade. Blade 2, the better movie. <laughs> Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Not so uh, great. Mm. I'll go with uh, Dracula, the Luke Evans one. Mm. Okay. Oh, there, there's a second. T- there's a second word in that title, if you can remember it. Uh, is it Awakening? Close. I, I think we can give it to them because they never. It, it's always just called Dracula. It's Dracula Untold, but uh, oh, yeah. Luke yeah, Evans movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Dracula Untold. That that's fine. Yeah, um, that works. Okay, let's see. Uh, interview with a vampire. Um, let's see. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Eh, wrong. It was a movie. What? It, it was. was a movie. Yeah. But it was called Buffy the Vampire Killer. It was absolutely... No, no, I have to look that up. I have to look that up. <laughs> There's am no way. Am I tripping? Because I know they kill, called her that in the movie. Am I tripping? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. You had me worried for a second. I was like, wait. Uh, wait. For some reason, I, I thought that. Because I remember them calling her that in the movie. So maybe oh, it was fever so dream. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, back to me. Um, yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. Mm. That's a good one. From Dust Till Dawn 2. Um, let's go with. Uh, Fright Night. Uh, wait, sorry, is it me or Damon? Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's you. It's you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Underworld, The Rise of the Lichens. Okay, Underworld. Just Underworld. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think of any other other Underworld movies. Um, let's see. I think they're vampires. Um, I am Legend. I'll I'd say yeah, they're they're pretty yeah. much vampires. Okay. Um, Just totally blanked. Uh, Underworld two. Nice. I think it has a t- subtitle, if I'm not is mistaken. It, I think it's Evolution. It is, yeah. Underworld Evolution. Yeah. Nice. Queen of the Damned. Oh yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Underrated movie, right? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, oh, uh, Disney Channel Gold. Uh, my babysitter's a vampire, I think. <laughs> that might be a thing. I don't know. I know there was a Disney Channel one about a vampire. I don't think it's my um, babysitter, though. 
I'm going to Google that real quick. Oh, it's so, a series. It's a series. It's a series. There's also a bit. My babysitter's a vampire film. Oh, it's from okay. that series. So you were right, but you were cool. wrong of what it was. So, <laughs> Not a Disney you. Channel at all. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, there was a Paul Bettany one that I'm totally blanking on. Uh, I want to say it's Paladin. I might be wrong. Paladin? Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. I know I know what you're talking priest, about, though. I feel like that's just the show, so. No, there, there is a, there's one called Priest, and it's a movie. Okay. That counts, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, to Damon. Mm. What was I thinking of? 30 Days of Night. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, let's go with Daybreakers. Uh, did Morbius come out already? No, mm -hmm. not yet. Oh, okay. uh, oh um, Nosferatu. Nice. Yeah, the, the OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Let the Right One In. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see. I know there's got to be an obvious ah. one I'm not thinking of. Four. Three. Twilight New Dawn. Oh, yeah. There's I more hate that those movies are helping me. <laughs> Which one is that again? Is that the Wait, last one? Actually, That's not no. A movie. I don't think that counts because I I I combined two of the titles. Yeah, you did. I was like, Wait let's a just second. disqualify me because I don't want to say what I combined because it might be up for grabs. But yeah, <laughs> almost got away with it. Okay. All right. So, are what are you out then? Yeah, or? I'm I'm out. Okay. Let's just go to go to Ryan. That's fair. Ryan. Five, four, three, two, yeah, I got one. That. Oh. oh, okay. So I just, as long as I come up with one, I, I got this. Yeah. Um, Dracula 2000. Uh, oh, yeah. Forgot that happened. The one in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, Jeez, what a, yeah, what a that weird would, movie. would have been a good one considering the pod we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Damon, what's our order? So, I get first pick because that's what I want. Um, and then Kyle and then Ryan for the turnaround. All right. 
Okay, usually I don't really care if I get first pick, um, but this one I had to have because I think this is the pick that I needed. It's the one I think Kyle definitely might grab. Um, possibly, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you, you seem to really like it as well, but maybe not first. We'll see. Um, I love comedies, and I think this is maybe the elite comedy in the 2000s. I'm talking about Scrubs. Yeah. Um, I believe it's, what, 2001 to 2009. Um, it's essentially from, you know, two th- it's the whole run of the decade, and it really encapsulates that kind of comedy. I love Bambi. I love JD and his narration. I love, like, how he just daydreams. It's like that mixture of Doug and, and you know, a lot of physical comedy from him. It's great. I love all the other actors. Uh, I love Dr. Cox. I love Kelso, Carla and Turk, Elliot, uh, the janitor. It's just a show that's full of amazing, talented actors. I love all the storylines. I could go on and on about it. I've talked about it before, but I just had to make sure I got it. Um, in case anyone else wanted it, I, I think it's really one of the best well-done comedies maybe ever, in my opinion, really. It's also one of the most accurate uh medical shows on tv ever uh so you know had to say that so that's my number one kyle what you think yeah i so i have um like a document opened of all of our our picks and i have one written down for ryan that i'm sure he's going for and the first one for yours was i had scrubs down i I knew that was going to be your first pick and i'm not mad about it like i would have loved to grab it but i'm glad that it it was you who got it because this is definitely one of your all-time favorites and so it's it's very fitting it's a great show um I think that with these like decade drafts, it's been fun to pick stuff that kind of like just is our personal favorites in those decades, but also stuff that really like that's the 2000s in a show. Like it, the humor is very 2000s, like it's very reference heavy in like a way they could only do in the 2000s. And um, yeah, it, it's just we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I love JD and Turk's friendship. They like are one of the best friendships on on TV, Eagle. Yeah, they're the best. Um, Carla is the best. She just keeps everyone together. It's it's probably one of the better um, ensemble casts on a sitcom because everyone has like a bit to do and everyone is like given chance to like tell a joke because you even get the side characters like Ted, you know, is great. And then like the janitor is awesome. Um, and then you, Dr. Cox is just like one of my favorite sitcom characters. He's the best. And he's the reason the show goes from good to great because it starts out and it's like a, a sitcom, right? But then you get some real serious moments with JD, but like with Cox and you can tell that he actually really cares about like the hospital and his patients and stuff. And like you said, it's very accurate to not only like the the procedures they go through and all of that, but like one of my, be- my be- best friends is a, a nurse and she loves scrubs because it's so accurate to how life is as a nurse and like the friendships that she has with people at the hospital and um yeah it'll the show is really good at what a lot of sitcoms do really well is that it flips the script really quickly to where you can go from laughing to crying in a second (laughs) It, it hits really hard sometimes but it's it's such a fun show and it's very rewatchable. Like I've considered going back and rewatching the whole thing so this might be like the thing that gets me to do it (laughs) ryan what do you think yeah, I mean it's it's a solid pick. Um, I I like Scrubs. I don't think I like it as much as the two of you, um, but it's it's definitely a really good show. And um, similar to what Kyle said, uh, 
about having picks marked off. Um, I knew that Scrubs was being taken, and I figured it would just go first between uh, which one of you two got the first pick. So, you know, thank you, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that that you know we're we're pretty much on on board on chalk for now, uh, Kyle. Let's see where you're going to go with your first pick, since that's off the board. Was that going to yeah. be your first pick, or? It wasn't. I was worried. Okay. Uh, I was worried. So in the last few weeks, I have continued to make the same stupid mistake of telling Damon, I'm watching this show <laughs> to prepare for the podcast. And then he just steals it. So I, I was keeping it real, real quiet about what I was watching for this uh, this episode. But one show... Yeah. That I've rewatched a couple episodes of, but honestly, I could just talk about without rewatching because it's just I love this show. I've loved it. I haven't watched it like since it was on air, but like I probably started watching between seasons five and six and then watched to the end. Uh, I got to go with Psych. This show is just so funny. Um, so it's those two shows like Scrubs and Psych are two of my favorite comedies from the 2000s. And I think Psych is like does such a good job kind of similarly to Scrubs of like the references. There are like a million references a minute. Um, James Roday and Dulé Hill, very similar to uh, to Turk and JD in that they were friends off screen before even starting the show. And like that is very evident in, in the show. You have um, the natural chemistry between um, Sean and Jules because they were dating, you know, throughout the run of the show. Sadly broke up, you know, since then. But uh, the chemistry there was very real. Um, but just the entire cast all feels like a family. Like uh, Lassie is great. He's a character that you definitely hate when the show starts. And he's a very stereotypical cop, um, like very right wing, very kind of a gun nut. And it's just like, oh, they're going to really, you know, play this up and it's not going to be fun. But he actually grows like it's not like he's just the butt of the joke. Like he actually t- sees his character flaws and grows as a person. And a lot of that has to do with him meeting you know, Marlo and all that. And it's just a really, really funny show. Another show that can be funny, but also like hit you with the serious moments, arguably one of the best series finales of all time. Um, just a really, really great send off. And now it's got two movies that have come out of it and more to come. Uh, yeah. Third one's on the way. So I, I love that there's still a fan base for it. Cause it kind of had a niche uh, fan base for a while, but it seems like it's a little more mainstream and I hope it continues to to be that way. In fact, I believe like Ryan hasn't seen this show, right? I've seen parts of it. I, okay. I haven't seen it all the way through, um, but I have seen some of it. Yeah. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, I love this show, and uh, I had it low just because I knew I wasn't going to pe- uh, draft it first, and if I wasn't going to draft it first, it was probably going to get picked up pretty early. Um, I knew you loved the show. I, I just rewatched it. Um, recently, I loved every single minute of it. Their chemistry between pretty much everyone on that show is electric. Um, I love Sean and Gus. I, I love all their, dif- you know, their dancing and their shenanigans and, and all the different names he has for Gus. Those are just so fun. Um, it's just a fun show. It, it's it's maybe one of the most fun shows I've ever seen, and it definitely need to be picked pretty high in this draft. I think more people need to watch it. Um, one of the, the best duos of comedy ever, I think. They work so well together. Lassie is so underrated. I love the later seasons of, with him and, and really becoming good friends with everybody. The Bachelor Party. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so good. I'm, I'm glad you got this. Uh, it's definitely need to be picked. 
Plus, Julie Hill is just such an underrated actor. Like, I don't, I will never understand why he's not just the lead of everything because he's so talented. He was great on the West Wing on like the five episodes that I've seen. Yeah, sorry for anyone listening. Don't come for me. Um, That's not going to get drafted by me, obviously. (laughs) Uh, He's great in that. He's great in the movie Holes in like a really small role. He's great in Psych. Like, I just think that he should be in everything. He's such a talented actor. And he can tap dance like nobody's business. (laughs) The tap dance episodes are great. Uh, You should watch more, Ryan. It it gets better and better. It really does. It's a show that really peaks like season five and six, in my opinion. Yeah. So... It really builds, but that's so. Uh, that's the next pick off the board, and that leads us to Ryan's first two picks. Uh, which direction are you going to go with? Yeah, so I'm actually going to pivot away from the sitcom for a bit. Although um, the first show I have definitely has its funny moments, um, and hopefully I will be picking a sitcom later. But uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but yes, uh, first. I think, uh, yeah, we're going to go deep in the heart of Texas. Uh, Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I'm going with Friday Night Lights. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just a a really good show that ostensibly is about football, but really it's about family and relationships and small towns and how people interact um, when football is ostensibly the center of their universe and sort of how that all works together, how it helps some people grow, how it stifles others, um, and just all of the different, um, you know, everything that comes with that, uh, from, <laughs> from Coach Taylor and his family, um, you know, Tammy, Julie, and uh, their baby, whose name I forget. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you got Matt Saracen, you have... Um, <laughs> The lovable and utterly chaotic Riggins family, um, Tyra and Lila and Smash Williams, and it's all just, it's great. And then, uh, as most things are, um, the show gets even better uh, when Michael B. Jordan joins up. So that is, um, that's a highlight. And it's, it's also, it's a testament to how a show can rebound after a very weird season with a crazy murder plot. Spoilers. <laughs> Um, yeah it's just you know that that little detour side it's just a really fun ride and you get really attached to the uh, other characters in it i love it um when you said family i instantly thought oh god ryan's gonna make a friday night lights dominic toretto family (laughs) game um and i need it so i'm actually requesting that one after after the podcast i need it um Friday Night Lights is a show I just watched for the first time ever uh, last year, I think. Or, like, you know, at the very beginning of this year. It's phenomenal. Um, The football is actually really well shot, which is, you can't say, for a lot of movies, even. Um, It's believable. The characters are so well written. Like, they're teenagers who are making dumb mistakes. They're these adults who, you know, are making dumb mistakes. It's just a lot of real feeling people other than season two which is uh, you know a lot of people like to hate on but i think even season two was uh was decent in comparison to a lot of other shows um i love smash so much i love saracen i love street uh it, it's so emotional i remember when i decided i was going to binge the show i was like okay i'll watch this it took me so long to get through the first season because it's like ouch it's like just over and over again it's like okay 
I, I can't do this uh, over and over again. Like, I had to stop and take a breather before I fi- uh, finish the season. So, yeah, it's that kind of show. I didn't think I was going to get around to it, so I'm so glad someone drafted it. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about Friday Night Lights? Yeah, dude, I it's it's rare to see a show, like, spin off from a movie and be much, like, more popular. I mean, I, I like the movie a lot, but it's clear that the show is what everyone goes to first. Um, and, yeah, Peter Berg, just, like, I think he directed the movie and, and made the show, but he... It's just such a fun show. It's it's another one where like all of the cast is pretty much great. I was just talking to our our buddy Chris Tyler the other day about it. He's a big fan and he's like I will have no Julie Taylor slander in my house. And I agree. Like I think people hate on her undeservedly so. She's a teenager who like has to be going from an only child to like having a sibling all of a sudden and just like very just under a lot of pressure. And I think she's a great character. Um, and I agree about Michael B. Jordan. I remember I, the first time I watched the show, I was also watching the show parenthood. So, you know, utterly devastating on both sides. Um, and he shows up in both of them just randomly all of a sudden. I was like, Holy shit. It's, it's Creed. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he's great. He's great. And that Taylor kitsch is another actor. I think is pretty underrated and, um he's fantastic in the show and yeah you get to see all these people grow like they're they're real life they they act like real life teenagers which i love because some things try to like teenagers like kind of like the stranger things issue where like they have kids not act like kids all the time and friday night lights like they're very much they are teenagers so they're going to be annoying sometimes and that's kind of part of the charm you know like it's it's i remember being a teenager you know only a few years ago because i'm the baby of this podcast um and and it was i was an annoying little shit and so like they are very true to life and i love that i love that they never really veer from that and it's also just a really sincere show like it's just very earnest and you like 2000 shows could get away with being kind of corny when they had a lot of heart to them and Friday Night Lights is like the prime example of that. So it's a great pick. Um, Tammy Taylor has become one of my favorite TV characters, TV moms, parents of all time. I think she's just phenomenal in this show. She's definitely my favorite character. Ryan, Kyle, uh, who's y'all's favorite character from this uh, series? Wow, that's a tough question. Um... I guess I'll go with Matt Saracen. Um, I, I really like his his journey and his growth um, throughout the show. So yeah, it's it's a tough call, but I'll go with Matt. QB one. Yeah, if if not Matt, probably Tim. I like both of them, but I yeah. think Tim. I love Tim. He's just the best. He's the best. I have problems with Timmy. Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that boy is is troubled. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Okay, that that is a great pick. Uh, I know our boy Chris is going to be very happy and will be saying uh, that Ryan won the draft already, so you already got one vote for you. Uh, but just to see for everyone else what you're going to pick, what you got for your second one, man? Yeah, so this one is, I mean, they're all tough, but this one is tough. I could go in a few different directions. Um, but I'll go with a, a show that has... Um, there, there are some people that have said it at numerous times. It's jump the shark, and they're they're probably right. But when it's in it, when it's in its peak, it was really, really good. Um, I'm gonna go with Law and Order SVU. 
Nice. I did not expect that at all. Wow. Yeah, just uh, a really, um, a really good show um, that was compelling and had a lot of twists. Um, a great cast, you know, Mariska Hargitay, uh, Christopher Maloney, uh, Diane Neal, um, Ice T, of course. Um, and it was a, it was a show. I remember it was one of the first shows where. Okay, one of the first cop shows, I guess, where, you know, there were a good amount of times where either the case wasn't solved or the person got off or there was some sort of screw up or technicality and it, it left you feel being unsatisfied at the end of the episode. And um, it was really one of the first cop shows I saw that did that. And um, it's actually pretty accurate seeing, you know, in real life how statistics, how many crimes are unpunished especially sexual crimes um but yeah it's really compelling and it really draws you in um and just as a i should have looked at the episode but i forgot but um if you guys haven't seen up seen it find the ludicrous episode and watch it because it's phenomenal and it's probably like the best piece of acting i've seen by a celebrity who's not an actor um, and uh, I, I don't even want to call it a cameo because it just dominates the whole episode. But yeah, it's it's really good. Chris Bridges is now an actor, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. This was before his uh, his Fast and Furious Star Turn, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was really good. Okay, yeah. Kyle, I know you like this uh, show. Uh, I do. You about- it is the superior show to Criminal Minds. Thanks for asking. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying only one show has that iconic theme song and it's Law and Order. Uh, it's great. This is so another one where like when you talk about 2000s TV, I'm pretty sure we would have gotten yelled at if no one talked about this show. It's it's so iconic. I think it, the fact that it's still on is one thing, but like the fact that it still has staying power. My Facebook is just every other ad I see is Christopher Maloney returning to Law and Order. Chris, like Elliot Stabler's coming back, and I'm like, wow, like people still care about Law and Order, but that's a testament to like, yeah, people still watch. And he was such an iconic character that he's come back, and um, yeah, I I haven't, I don't know that I've ever like watched it beginning to to like present, but I've seen quite a few episodes, and I I, I definitely get the appeal. I think it's as far as crime shows go, like I agree with you, Ryan. I I do like that it like takes risk and it occasionally or not occasionally, in a lot of episodes, you don't really get a satisfying conclusion, and that's how real life works sometimes, and I think that that's kind of bold for a mainstream network show to do, um, but it obviously works for them. Like, they're on their, I think, like, 20-something season right now. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a great show, great cast. Um, I don't actually, I don't think I've seen the Ludicrous episode, so that'll have to be something I do after this, but... Uh, I love I love Tej in the Fast and Furious movies, so I'm all in. <laughs> I I don't care much for this show, to be honest. Um, but I mean, I know a lot of people love it. I know y'all love it. It's just not my my cup of tea, you know. Um, I honestly try not to watch too many crime shows. They're not my favorite shows. I get really bored with them. I get really tired with them, you know. Um, the ones I've watched are usually. Be- for, you know, circumstantial, you know, Criminal Minds is because my ex, a girlfriend at the time was really into it. So we watched them and I was like, okay, yeah, this is really good. And it was a little bit more cerebral than a lot of them and stuff. I like that. 
uh, NCIS. I watched that with my mom, you know, uh, thought that was pretty kind of light as as far as the co- crime show would go. It was kind of light as far as the, the comedy aspects and all that. But SVU, every time I've seen an episode, I was just like, eh, I don't know. I just maybe it's just too authentic to, to real life that I'm just like, I'm not I don't want to watch this. I It's too much. I don't know. Uh, it's just not my thing, though. But I am glad it's got picked because it is iconic. It's never going to end. It's one of those things that really could just go on and on yeah. and on. And then it has. And it's uh, rightfully so. I don't know about your second pick. I think you could have maybe waited for your last. Maybe bite you in the ass on this one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but it is a good pick. Uh, what's your favorite thing or your favorite character of the show, Ryan? Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm a sucker for a really good DA in Law and Order. So give me Casey Novak. She was um, there were a lot of good ones, but she was my favorite one. So gotcha. yeah, that's that's the other part about it that sets it apart is it's not just like a uh, let's go catch him show. Like it's it's the law part too. You get to see the the courtroom side of it, which is always fun. Like one of my favorite community episodes is the. Like the parody episode they did of Law and Order, which is like, by the way, like Community is so good about that. We'll probably talk about it in the next decade. Uh, but it's like so good about not just parodying something, but like shot for shot remaking it. And their their Law and Order episode is legit. Like it, it's done so well. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, that's Ryan's second pick. And before we get to Kyle's, we're going to go to a quick break. What's up, guys? It's Kyle, and I'm dropping in to give you this week's recommendation. So this time, I want to recommend to you guys the Netflix series, I Think You Should Leave. Uh, This is a sketch comedy series written by, created by, and starring Tim Robinson. Tim is a former writer and cast member on SNL. He's a really funny guy. This series is super funny. Um, Season one came out maybe a year or two ago, and season two just dropped today on Netflix. I've only seen the first two episodes of season two, but so far it is up to par with season one, which was one of my favorites uh, the last few years. Um, this is a very just specific and unique brand of humor. If you've seen, you know, the Eric Andre show or Tim and Eric, you know exactly what kind of show this is. Very awkward, very fever dream. Um, if that's your thing, you will love. I think you should leave. So check it out on Netflix. Hey y'all, and we're back, and we're drafting 2000s TV series. We're on Kyle's second pick. He went with Psych first, so what's going to be that combo you got for us? All right. Um, honestly, I don't know if I want to go with this one so early. Like, I, I'm shocked it made it back to me. Ryan had two picks in a row, and I, I could have swore it would be his first pick. Um, I got to do it, man. I, I'm going to go with How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah, I, I just have, I, I'm in utter disbelief. This wasn't Ryan's first pick, but I love this show. I think that, um, it's interesting. Like I've kind of gone on like a, a long journey with this show of like loving it and it being like my favorite show ever. And then like kind of hating it for a while. And then now I've kind of just gotten, gotten back to a point of like, I appreciate it and still love it for what it is, even though it fucks up in the end and like terrible last season unlikable character sometimes but it's still a really special show so yeah i mean it ran from what like 05 to 14 uh i think it was a really unique uh storytelling method of having you know ted basically telling his kids this long story of how he 
met their mother and that's the basis for the series um another show where the entire cast just works off each other so well i mean like the the inside jokes and and everything and the running jokes and the callbacks are all just on point and like I almost like watching the bloopers for this show more than the actual show because the actors all just like, especially Neil Patrick Harris, just he would make it his life's purpose just to make everyone else break. Um, and I love that. Like they all work off each other so well. You've got, I mean, Marshall Erickson is one of my favorite sitcom characters. Like he, big fudge, man. He's the best. Um, but yeah, so many great just running jokes and stuff that they'll call back to. Like one of my favorite episodes is the pineapple incident just for how clever it is. And it's constantly called back to in the series. And um, yeah, I think seasons one and two are, are it's weird for a show to start so strong and it's not like it declines in quality after that. It's still a good show, but the first two seasons are just like peak comedy. Um, and then, yeah, I, like I said, like I, I think it's a testament to how good it is because the, I'm, I really don't like the last two seasons. Um but I still think there's even stuff to be like liked in those two seasons. Like the mother is such a great character. It makes the finale horrible because <laughs> we lose her. But like uh, Tracy, for the minimal screen time that we see her in, she's so fun. She's a great character. It's it's really like a testament to how great of an actress Kristen Milioti was that she won us over so quickly. Because you hear about the mother for eight seasons and it's such a, a long buildup. And then she actually exceeds those expectations and she's a great character in the way that they weave her in to meeting like Lily first and then meeting Marshall and meeting all the different uh, characters individually before we get her meeting Ted. It was a really smart uh, decision, but I just think it's one that like, I don't know. I've just gone back and forth on whether I do really love it or not. And I think that the fact that I can still like quote, large parts of it just off the top of my head and like there's so many jokes that i think of all the time and like ryan and i communicate almost exclusively in how i met your mother jokes <laughs> uh i think that says something about like it's staying power and how relevant it still is today so i had to pick it yeah i mean if it had gotten back around to me there's no way i wouldn't have had to pick it i really thought it was going to be gone by now so kind of glad you snatched it up i wasn't expecting to be able to get it it's a classic show that I think really should be looked at for its amazing episodes, amazing chemistry, some of the best ongoing jokes in a series ever. Slap Bet? I mean, come on. Those episodes just are so good. Slap Bet is one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. Uh, you have all the general jokes. General jokes. Um, you have the pineapple. You have Barney in the playbook and his just absurdity. I love um, Marshall and Lily together. It's such a good show. I think Scrubs, I said, is you know a great ensemble show. It's maybe one of my, I think, one of the best ensemble casts. How I Met Your Mother is probably my favorite ensemble cast, if if not tied with with another show we'll maybe talk about next uh, next Children of the Two. But it, it's so good. It hits so well. I think it's really these shows always just do this weird thing where they make you hate the main character for some reason. And it's like, you know, of course they have to keep learning lessons. So at some point you put them in through enough lessons, they're going to be a fuck up. They're going to be someone who obviously does not have many good qualities because they have to keep fucking up for us to see this stuff happen. But I still like Ted on his good days and on his bad days. He's a dumbass and an asshole. He is. 
Um, but I love the show. I think it's fantastic writing. And um, I'm really glad I got picked. Uh, Ryan, you did not draft How I Met Your Mother. It's, it uh, is a bit I, shocking I for us. You've, you've really been reinforcing that. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, you guys know how much I love the show, and I, I am a little bummed that I didn't pick it. But, um, you know, regardless, it's, it's just uh, it, it's a wonderful show. Um, I like how I have been on a bit of a journey of it. Uh, I think less so. I think I always enjoyed and appreciated it. Um, I, I do understand its flaws a little bit better now. Um, but I think that's led to like a better appreciation of the show for me. Um, like being able to recognize its flaws and like overall still enjoying it. Um, and yeah, it's all the little like quirks that you guys mentioned and like how the end of the, like, the first two seasons are just phenomenal, and, like, how the at the end of the very first episode when uh, um, Bob Sager reveals that he's talking about Robin the whole time, and the kids are like, what? This is supposed to be about Mom. Like, would you yeah. relax? I'm getting there. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and I, I, I do actually, I think that's the underrated part, too, is, is Bob Saget's narration, and, um, the parts where he just like randomly pops in and narrates stuff and then pops back out. It just, it leads to some really great um, comedic situations. Um, I remember <laughs> one in particular um, where he's describing um, what Robin got Lily for her bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, oh God, it's just hilarious. Um, but yeah like like Damon said it's just a great ensemble cast and um, all the cast members have gone on to do great things but I think um, them together uh, was just really uh, just really fun and and great and uh, yeah I I love the show favorite episode do you have one that you you can like definitively say or no I have like two different ones because one is like an easy one that a lot of people pick and it's slap bet. But I have one that I think is like really underrated and I watch it's probably the one I watch the most, honestly. And it's um, Arriva Dierci Fiero when Marshall get, gets rid of his Fiero. It's just that's I think that's the introduction of the uh, 500 miles running joke, like the tape that's yeah. stuck in there and just and so tantrum. many good jokes in there. Yeah. Tantrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so many good jokes start start there. And it's just a classic like. That that show did those kind of episodes the best. All the flashbacks to them in college and just like their random one-off escapades. And yeah, it's got to be that one. I love their college flashbacks. I think yeah. those are really fun episodes. And and uh, like oh, Ted's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Karen. Those are, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite. Oh, okay. Real quick. Favorite girlfriend. Sorry, yeah. Victoria, yeah. same. I, I thought she was, yeah, she was good. I, I, I hated the way that she left the show. Cause Should like, she have been the mother? I'll I, say no just because Tracy for. was so great, but yeah. otherwise, yes. <laughs> Ron, you think was, so? Uh, I don't know. See, I, I'm all up, like, I don't, I don't know. Because like, like Kyle said, the mother is great. Um. I'm I'm also fine with him ending up with Robin, even though I didn't think they got there well. Like that was an ending that I personally was invested in. So, on one hand, like I'm glad that's what happened, but I don't think they got there well. Um, but Victoria would have been great too. Um, 
Yeah. And as as far as favorite episodes go, um, there's a few, but I think um, uh, the I think the wedding bride might be my favorite. Like that one's just <laughs> it's it's just so good. And then Judy Greer as his like date or girlfriend or whatever at the time is uh, it's just really good too. So yeah. That That's a good episode. Slap bed is definitely my favorite, um, just to say. Okay, so How I Met Your Mother is off the board. Such a good show. Um, I am kind of sad it didn't make it back to me, because I was about to say that they're going to let me run away with this draft. <laughs> okay, so my second pick is... It really is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. The more and more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Um, it's such a fun adventure show. Uh, it's got great emotion. It's funny. The fighting is is awesome. It's so well done. I, I think it's a great arc. It has one of the best redemption stories of all time. With our boy Zuko. I'm talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, it ran from 2005 to 2008. Three seasons. Uh, you know, the three books. Oh, I'm sorry, what is it? What uh, I'm... It's I can't talk. Water, earth, fire. And uh, it just tells a beautiful story from beginning to end. We get to see Aang, Katara, Sokka, Toph, Zuko, all of them, you know. Uh, It's just a lovely story. And it's really complex, I think, for what was considered a kid's show, I think. Um, I watch it still, and I'm just like, some of this is is pretty adult, you know, really. Um, And the fighting gets pretty dark. I mean... I always go back to one scene where Jet protects everybody and they're just like, is Jet like, where is like, you know, did that actually happen? And and then it's revisited back in the, the players, uh, the play, you know, we're like, did Jet just die? Did we just watch Jet just die again? (laughs) Um, But I, I think it's so fun. I think it's a really heartwarming story that I could watch over and over again. And yeah, I love seeing Aang in the gang. That's that's gotta be my number uh, second pick. So, Kyle, how do you feel about Avatar? Yeah, no one's gonna believe me, but I did. I had Scrubs and I had Avatar written for your board. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a great show. Um, as as many know, I just finished, not just, but probably like two or three months ago, maybe um, finished it for the first time and loved it. Uh, it. It's it's one that I held off on for. I didn't really have a particular reason to not watch it, but I didn't I didn't think it would really live up to the hype and it absolutely does it's it's as good as everyone says it is and i agree like for a show i'm not discounting animated shows at all but for an animated show on nickelodeon to have arguably one of the best redemption arcs like of all time that's pretty impressive right like zuko is such a well-developed and well-rounded character because we see the whole arc like we don't just see him you know like turn around halfway through the show and then everyone's good with him like he has his redemption moment and then he has to like earn the trust of team avatar and they really don't trust him for a while and he has to actually own up to like what he did um and like his relationship with iroh is just so good iroh is one of the best man just like i want to sit and drink tea with iroh uh yeah and and it really does explore some really complex themes like just it's a war story i mean it, it doesn't shy away from stuff like that and I mean, the tales of bossing say one of my favorite episodes, like it hits me so hard every time. Um, another show with a really great finale. I think that the fact that it's only three seasons was an asset. Like I, I'm glad they didn't go longer and maybe overstay its welcome, but it, it knew when to end and 
ended in a really, really satisfying way. And then you get the sequel series. Like I'm still working through Korra, but like even that is like paced really well. And like they they know exactly what they're doing with that. So this is a, this is a great pick. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, it, it is a really good pick. Um, it's a great show, uh, a, a great journey, like you guys have mentioned. Um, and yeah, so wild that it, it was on Nickelodeon because there, even though, you know, there were some really good shows on that channel. It's, it's one that I certainly wasn't expecting uh, to be as good as it was when it first came on. Um, yeah. And then, and like you guys said, um, you know, talking about really powerful and adult themes um, on an animated show, I, I think it's done really well. And it, um, it, in that it's similar to uh, the couple Star Wars shows that you guys might talk about in the future. So. <laughs> Um, we don't talk about Star Wars on this podcast. What are you talking about? What's Star Wars? Oh, I mean, there's so many great moments in this series, you know. Um, and also, the fact that it's getting revisited in multiple different ways. Unfortunately, the Netflix live-action, you know, re, uh, kind of a adaptation is not being held by the director by the uh, creators anymore. Don't know about that one. Yeah. But Paramount Plus is pretty much creating an Avatar universe for us. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my wet dream. So I'm just so hyped. We're getting movies, TV shows. Maybe we'll get a Kyoshi series. Uh, I still need to read the books. I'm so behind on books. I hate myself. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, who would y'all say was your favorite character of the series? I mean, it's got to be Zuko. Like... I love Toph. I think Toph is the funniest and like I just enjoy watching her the most. But it's yeah, it's got to be Zuko just because like it, his arc is so earned and deserved. And like you really root for him towards the end of the show and you want him to be good. So he's got to be my favorite. Ryan, you got one. I mean, it's got to be Appa, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Appa's one of the best Appa. animal sidekicks <laughs> of all time. Okay. Yeah. I won't take any questions about that. That's just fact. Um, my favorite character changes constantly because I love them all so much. I just want to shout out Katara. Just doesn't get enough love. Who's honestly one of the most badass female characters of all time, really. Like, I mean, really, like, what she accomplishes in such a small amount of time. She's so young, and she becomes a freaking waterbending master. She, she can bloodbend. She she can do it all. She she's so fierce, and she's an amazing healer. On top of that, and I love her. So she's she's one of my favorites. So yeah, I guess Katara is right now, and it'll probably be you know Sokka next week because that's just how <laughs> I roll. So uh, that's my second show. Y'all ready for my third show? I think it's so. a little different. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot of different. Okay, uh, we don't. It's not a competition show. It's not a fictional show or anything like that. This is real life. It's just us. It's a dude in a car driving around trying to find the best eats around. I'm talking about diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> um, when I realized that this show started in, I believe it was 2005. Uh, where's my notes? Uh, 2006. And it's still going strong. It's got like 30 plus seasons. And I I just, I love this show. Okay. Um, 
you know, of course, in light of the recent comments that Guy said about some about workers in the industry, it's a little disheartening. But other than that, you know, aside from that, he has been a pretty great guy, you know, for all the things he's done. And his show, you know, helps so many restaurants. And it's just so freaking fun and entertaining to watch. You know, you get to see behind all these different little restaurants all across the states, you know, their story, what they make, how they make it. It's just like, you know, you you get to see this little window inside their lives and and their little restaurant and you get to see so many different amazing dishes. I'm a foodie. I love food so much. And I just, you know, really excited to see all these different places and what kind of dishes they they have and how unique they are. And I just want to go eat at all of them. And I've eaten at several because of the show and some amazing meals. And I think Guy Fieri just knows how to make a TV show work in, in this, especially this format. I think it was just kind of like a, a right time and place kind of thing. It just worked and it still works. So Flavortown, Mayor and all, uh, <laughs> Triple D. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it took me off guard, uh, but it's a great show. I So I moved back with my parents uh, like beginning of the year, like maybe March time frame, and I had never seen an episode in, like before that but we watch it like basically every evening while we're eating dinner which is a really dumb choice because then i'm like i want to eat that <laughs> uh but it's great it's i we also watch his uh grocery games show which is also super fun um i don't know why i never used to watch cooking shows because they're so fun I, I love that i love uh somebody feed phil which is like basically a, a spiritual sequel to this show but it's yeah this is so fun i love the way guy like treats all the restaurant owners and and the people who he's interacting with. Like he's genuinely, he's no Gordon Ramsay. Like he genuinely like (laughs) cares about these people and like just wants to see them do what they do best. And I love that he is also like, he gets in there and like makes the food with them. And uh, yeah, I remember in an interview interview, he said like, he will usually, if he doesn't like something, he'll never say that to them. But you'll see on the episode, he'll only like eat a couple bites because otherwise he's just digging in, right? Um, but I love that he just keeps a positive energy the whole time. I, I, one of my guilty pleasures is like watching YouTube clips of Kitchen Nightmares and watching Gordon Ramsay just berate people who deserve it, you know, like just berate like bad restaurant owners and stuff. But it is fun to watch like the positive side of that, just like a very positive cooking show and like you get to see all these different regions and their their different foods and obviously, you know, get very hungry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun, like light, pleasant watch that I can really just, I don't ever intentionally put it on. Like I'm going to watch, you know, diners, drive-ins and dives, but whenever it's on TV, I'm definitely going to be watching until the end of the episode. So it has that. It does. So much rewatchability. There's so many episodes. Ryan, do you like Triple D? I do. Um, I'm like Kyle. I, I just sort of recently discovered it. Maybe not as recent. I think I, I picked it up in 2020 at some point. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really enjoyable watch. Um, definitely an out-of-the-box pick. Um, Damon, when you said reality, I thought you were going to go with the real world for a second. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I guess but, that would count because I think that has the most seasons of real world. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not very yeah. familiar with this, with the series, but but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went this one instead. Um, yeah, because it's uh, it, it's really fun, um, really positive. Like Kyle said, uh, definitely don't watch in an empty stomach because you'll see a bunch of delicious foods and then 
um, feel, feel bad and, and hungry. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I do like, um, the diversity of like the different types of restaurants that he goes to, like, you know, you just, you hear the word diner and I feel like a lot of people, myself included, have like a certain vision of a place that you would go to, but he goes to a bunch of different places and, you know, different states and different types of food. And so to see a lot of places like that get some shine, uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a name, you know, it's a really catchy name, but at the end of the day, he doesn't, you know, really discriminate. He goes to any place that serves food, and you see so many different types, food trucks even. Those are some really fun episodes. Um, I love when he goes to Hawaii, you know, those are fantastic, learning the different kind of uh, ways they cook there. Oh, man, uh, I'm so hungry right now, uh, just talking about the the show. Do y'all have a, did y'all have a particular uh, restaurant or anything that's, that really stuck out to you that you really, really want to go eat at it, that you can, you know, just pull up off of memory. No prep at all, at all. No research. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can name anything, but there was one, there was a, uh, like a burger place in New York that he went to would like, you would expect him to go to like an Italian place or a pizza place. There was a, a burger. It was like a pub, but it was a burger place. And, just the burgers they made were like some of the just size alone the biggest burgers i've ever seen and i just i love burgers so i want to go there and just eat until i'm sick <laughs> i don't Ryan. know what it was called though <laughs> yeah I, I i have i couldn't i can't do this without research i'd have to look them up but um there were some barbecue places that just seemed amazing and then uh you you mentioned Hawaii and there were a couple of epi- of places on the Hawaiian episode that I definitely like to go to. So, um, I, yeah, I can't think of any specific names. I haven't. Um, I've had a recently new phone, so I haven't had any of my uh, restaurant lists that I always write down saved. Unfortunately, <laughs> I always do those and then end up losing them and having to remake them. Um, but I just want to shout out to like North Dakota, like the Fargo area. Apparently, has like a booming restaurant scene and like the. The restaurants they've shown on Triple D from there just look so good. Like, I want to go to Fargo just to eat. Like, that, you know, I think that's, you know, okay to do. <laughs> and uh, Triple D's made it okay, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's my pick, you know. I definitely don't think anyone expected that. Um, but I'm glad I got it. Um, and before we find out Kyle's next pick, we're going to go to another quick break. And we're back, and I just drafted Triple D, you know, one of the best shows of all time. So I've, I've wrapped this draft up. We don't have to do any more, but I guess I guess we'll keep going just for the sake of the pod. Kyle, you're up next. What you got for us? All right. Um, so I am going to go with one that – so I had, like, my short list pretty early on as soon as we decided, you know, we we're going to do these decades. Like, 2000s is the decade I probably know the most TV from, um, and I had – like picks ready i had a fourth spot reserved it was a risky move but i had a fourth spot reserved for a show that i thought i had seen before but watching it i just finished binging it before recording i realized i'd never seen it before i think i just had memories of it from when it was like maybe on air or reruns or i don't know but um i wanted to wait until i watched it and i was pretty sure i would love it and like i just finished it and i can tell it's already one of my favorite shows um I know I'm so behind. I know there's a big fan base for this show and its movie, but I got to go with Firefly. I, man, I was so impressed by this show. Like after hearing so much about it 
it's one of the shows that people are so sad about it getting canceled. I totally understand. I mean, one season, that's brutal. Um, I did some research and saw that it, it they aired episodes like out of chronological order, which is probably a big reason why I got canceled. Like, fuck Fox for doing that because it's such a good show. Uh, speaking of like ensemble casts, I mean, this is a very contained show and it's really just the main cast. And then you have a couple other characters uh, when they're like visiting other stations, you know, it's a sci-fi. It's one of the more grounded sci-fi shows I've seen too, because it's like, it's 500 years in the future, but it's basically a Western. I mean, it's really like the, this crew on a spaceship doing different jobs and like, they talk like they're in the wild West, you know, Nathan Fillion has like this weird Southern accent that sometimes shows up and doesn't depending on the scene. Um, but Everyone is so good. He's great. Uh, Alan Tudyk is great. My, he's my favorite character. Um, Wash, you know, you've got uh, Summer Glau in, I believe, one of her first roles. I mean, she is like a nerd icon now. And this show is a large part of why she plays River Tam. And she also showed up in, you know, the Terminator um, show, the Sarah Connors Chronicle, Sarah Connors Chronicles. Um, and she's great in that. But like, she's you don't really know why she's so important in this show until later on, but she does a great job of uh, playing the role. And yeah, the whole cast is just all fantastic. And it's just, I was really impressed because I'd heard so much about the show and it's, it's kind of its place in nerd culture and I didn't really get it. And I, yeah, I finished earlier today and watched the movie Serenity and just, oh man, I'm so impressed. I want to, I'm probably going to rewatch it like after we're done because it's such a short season and yeah, it's, it's so bingeable. Um, and the crew, again, they all just work together so well. The episodes are pretty simple. It's always just them just doing a job and and you get some shootouts kind of, but like they're pretty straightforward. But it's all about like the witty dialogue. It's made by, you know, Joss Whedon, which is tough today. You know, same with Buffy and Angel. Great shows, shitty person. Um, so like that kind of it didn't ruin my experience watching but the whole time i was watching it was like ah, i hate that this is made by him but i mean credit where credit is due he does excel in like team dynamics and witty dialogue and that's all this show is like they work so well together and the movie is also i'm glad there was a movie because again it was canceled after 14 episodes the finale is not at all like a series finale so it kind of leaves things hanging the show, I mean, the movie is a really, really great send off. I wish there was more, but I understand that like even now there's not a lot of hope in them bringing it back. So the movie is a really, really good send off and kind of a closing chapter to Firefly. But yeah, it's just it's so fun. I'm really glad I, I like reserved a spot for it because it definitely deserves it. Um, yeah, just really iconic. Ryan, do you like Firefly? I do. Um, I haven't seen the full show. Only seen a few episodes, but um, I do enjoy sort of the the style and the tenor of it, as Kyle mentioned. Um, it, it is absolutely a cult classic. I know a bunch of my friends in college love that show, and um, I just I never got around to watching the whole thing. So maybe I'll do that at some point. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one that's fun, and uh, you know I could be looking forward to seeing some more of it. So. I've seen the movie. I saw the movie way back when it came out. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, like, that was kind of, like, pre-streaming days. And so, like, I didn't really have access to watch Firefly. I always heard things about it. And I saw Serenity before I ever got a chance. And I, I liked it. But, you know, I finally 
think, I don't know, 2012, some, sometime, like when Netflix really started uh, streaming everything, I tried to watch the first episode of Firefly, and I remember just not being into it. And it's just one of those instances where I didn't give the show time to breathe and, and really see what it's about. But I'm sure I will eventually because it is just one, you know, one series, one season that didn't even end properly. But I remember enjoying the chemistry in the in the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I like the idea, you know, the space western. You know, had a lot of kind of Star Wars, Star Wars like original trilogy vibe, you know, to it. So a lot of people are going to be happy you picked this to talk about. Um, it's a cult show. Like it's one of has one of the biggest cult followings really ever. Uh, I see memes every single year about bring it back. It's getting rebooted, right? It's happening. It's going to happen. It's never, ever going to happen. <laughs> so, but I think those posts will always happen, and I like it. I love it. So, uh, and you said Alan Tudyk's your favorite in the show? Yes. Um, and so I have to be careful about what I say because Ryan hasn't seen all of it or the movie. But because he's my favorite character, I don't want them to bring it back. Just leave it there. Um, but I would love to see some kind of continuation. I know there's a lot of Dark Horse comics um, that they did, and they, I think the rights went to Boom Comics later on. But I, I like I like that there's some continuation. But yeah, Wash is my favorite. Alan Tudyk is just like, he and Nathan Fillion are both like nerd icons, right? Like they're all over. I love that he did this and then did show up in Star Wars, right? Like he's one of my favorite droids. He's K2SO. Um, but yeah, I agree. It is. It feels like a very stripped down, like grounded Star Wars. It it really, it's just a Western. Like it, I feel like this and the Mandalorian would make a really great double feature because they're both really grounded, really gritty and down to earth, but still some like witty dialogue and humor. And yeah, it's just, it's super, super fun. Um, definitely encourage a, a binge of it. Because I think it, that's like the best way to watch it, too. I don't know. I mean, it aired out of order, so that must have been a pain in the ass to watch as it aired. But on Hulu, it's just you can breeze through. They're like 20 or 30 minute episodes and they all they don't bleed together like they don't uh, they're not like um, like that. They're pretty contained to each episode. But yeah once you start a couple episodes you want to keep going because the way the dynamic grows you get some new characters in the first episode and so seeing them meet the new the, the crew is just yeah it's fun it's it's definitely worth a, a binge all right I, I i really wasn't expecting firefly to get picked but i'm glad it did you know it, it deserves to be talked about every once in a while so glad to share love so that's right kyle's third pick that leads to lead us to ryan uh, what you got to follow Law & Order SVU? That's going to be tough to follow. Um, so I, I get one pick now or two again? You get two. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Um, yeah, so now I am going to go into the comedy lane. Um, and there were, I mean, there, there's so many this decade. Um, but there were two of them that I really wanted to pick. Um, Kyle picked one with How I Met Your Mother. So... I'm going to take my other choice for that, uh, and it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, nice. It's, uh, it's such a fun show. Um, the theme song music is iconic for whenever there's an unfortunate situation in anything. Um, <laughs> I think the personal favorite I've seen was someone added it to um, in the last season of Game of Thrones where Jamie gets to Winterfell and then he sees Bran in the wheelchair <laughs> across the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just perfect. But yeah, it's, um, 
I really love the show. And before I'd watched, people were like, you know, this is Larry David's best work. And considering he was like the creator of Seinfeld, I'm like, wow, that's like really high praise. Um, but I found that over the years, I have have enjoyed that show more than Seinfeld. And I think part of that can um, be attributed to liking Seinfeld less, but that's another conversation. Um, I just love the the style and um, sort of like how how it's built around like you know what what a famous and also absolutely like neurotic and OCD person uh, how he interacts with everyone and how um, how uncomfortable he makes everyone uh, both unintentionally and intentionally sometimes um <laughs> and uh and just like the you know larry david's great obviously but then you have like you know jeff garlin and uh lewis black is, is just one of my favorite um comedian slash actors uh or not not lewis black i'm sorry uh he is but uh richard lewis is uh, what, I, what i meant to say um yeah and uh just um yeah just all the scenarios they have for the show and then also um it wasn't part of the show technically, but uh, one of my favorite SNL skits is when um, he plays Bernie Sanders as, as before the, the 2016 um, election. And it's like Bernie going through the primary and how he manages to piss off like all of the voters that um, <laughs> he's trying to uh, he's trying to get. And he ends up losing by like four votes. And it's like all of the different people that he pissed off that day for one reason or another. <laughs> Yes, so, uh, Kyle, I, yeah. <laughs> I love this show. This is—I didn't expect this to be drafted, uh, but I, ha- I actually haven't watched it the last few seasons. Um, but it definitely screams two thousands more than anything because it's coming right out of that run of Seinfeld, and I definitely agree. I think it's way better than Seinfeld. Um, I I love the—I always love a show that's like a character playing or an actor playing just basically a fictionalized version of themselves, like the way they can poke fun at themselves. I love that. Um, yeah. Larry David is just hilarious. He, he's great. I love JB smooth. Like that was one thing that I really loved about the Spider-Man movies, uh, is him playing the, like the teacher in those movies. He's so funny and he's, he's, he plays off of Larry David so well in Kirby enthusiasm. And then, yeah, all you had to say was the music, which is like that alone is why this show is so iconic because that, that music is used for everything and it's never not funny. Like talk about memes that don't get old. It's always the Kirby, uh, Kirby enthusiasm music. So that's a great pick. I didn't expect it, but that's really, really good. Damon, what do you think of Kirby enthusiasm? Yeah, it is one of my biggest blind spots of comedy. Um, I've just never seen even in one episode. Um, and I really need to rectify that. Like, I mean, I've only heard good things. I definitely hear the the earlier episodes, like the earlier seasons are better. I don't know, you know, that could be a, a big divide, who knows. But Larry David is iconic in the comedy scene. I'm, you know, of course not a huge Seinfeld fan, but I, I think, you know, this like a satirical parody of himself, I think is is a genius and those always seem to work really well. Um but yeah, I I don't have anything else to add. I good pick, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> you're killing it. Um but that's your third pick. You have one more. Uh, what do you got for us? I do. Uh, there are a few different directions that I could go here. 
so many. Yeah. And I mean, there's some iconic ones still on the board yeah. that people are going to be mad about us not drafting. Yeah, there there are so many. Um, yeah, I think um, both on the uh, you know the quality of the show and like if I if I want to win, I want to pick one of the better shows, and so uh, I'm gonna go with The Wire. Mm. Nice. Yeah, just a really um, you know you're just a, a crime show that really like stands up there with um some of the uh the real titans of um the shows in this decade and in the next decade um you know just a you know wonderful performance by um idris elba and um the guy who from remember the titans whose real name escapes me um and uh Michael B. Jordan, of course, um, you know, his, his star turn uh, as a young man, you know, was that in um, Fruitvale Station. Uh, but yeah, just such an iconic and, and well done show about, you know, the, the gritty sort of Baltimore underworld and um, the police there and, and just how, how everything ties together and, and how, you know, a bad of a situation things can be if, if, if things turn a certain way. So it's just... A really iconic show and uh, one I just I felt like I had to pick. So. Kyle, do you like The Wire? I do. What I've seen of it, um, I this is one that I've just really like. I think I started it way back in like when the pandemic started and just like lost steam at some point. I think I'm somewhere in season two, and it's really good. So I have no reason. I just I I take forever to watch shows, but I knew so this was going to be in my honorable mentions. Just couldn't draft it because I haven't seen the whole thing, but I knew if we didn't let this go undrafted, there would be hell to pay. Cause like, this is one of those like real iconic prestige shows. Um, you know, Damon mentioned like 99 was the beginning of like the real prestige era in TV and HBO, like the wire is its crown achievement, right? Like this is their, probably their most iconic show still to this day. I would say like game of Thrones took that spot for a while, but not recently. And so like the wire is the one that still holds up and like everyone still just goes nuts over that show. And like I said, I'm, I'm two seasons in, I think, and I do really like it. So I, I, I want to get back to it at some point. Um, but yeah, you have, I don't know when, Idris Elba's career started. I don't think this was his first role, but this is certainly one of his first like iconic mainstream roles. And he's a, he's a star now, him and Michael B. Jordan both. And then like Omar Little is like one of the most iconic TV characters bar none. Like everyone knows who Omar Little is. It's just such a part of like our, our zeitgeist. So this is a great pick. Damon, I know you were also working your way through. Did you ever finish the show? Yeah, okay. So funny that I, I watched the first season and then like the first two episodes of season two um but this was like way back when at the very very beginning of the pandemic and it was uh before i had hbo Mm. so i had like a free it was like a whole 30 days free of hbo and hulu kind of thing so i like blitzed through the first season and that was on the second and that ended right so i just kind of like had to stop watching you know and i just haven't gotten back to it even though i do have hbo max now um my problem with binging it is that you shouldn't binge this show it's a hard binge 
it's very like real shit going on. It's it's it can be slow in plotting, but at the same time methodical and just real. It, it's really well done. I love the characters and how authentic they felt. Um, you know, I've read some articles about how like you know they talked to a lot of uh, real life gangsters in Baltimore and like the people that the show was based off of even you know to really get a feel for it. I love Omar. I love Stringer. Michael B. Jordan's character is great. Um, I hate McNulty. He, he's just kind of like, eh. But, you know, I hear maybe he gets better. I don't know. I, I've tried my best to, to, like, either stay away from spoilers throughout the entire, you know, the whole years I've never seen it. Or just, like, hear it and then just try to forget it. So I'm sure I've been told, like, everything that's happened. But I've forgotten, you know. So I'm glad for that. I'm going to watch it eventually, but I'm so glad Ryan drafted it because, one, people would hate us. I mean, it's it's considered one of the best TV shows of all time by a lot of people. It, it's right up there, you know. So maybe I'll agree once I finally finish it. Um, Ryan, which is your favorite season? Jeez, that's a hard question. Um, I don't know, to be totally honest. Um, they're, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are really good. Um, season two is one we mentioned that it's definitely not my favorite. That one was kind of a slog, you know, relatively speaking. Um, but I, I feel like it really picks up after that. So maybe season three. Okay. Okay. Well, that's one iconic TV show taken. Uh, Kyle, are you going to take another iconic TV show that people want to be taken? Or are you going down a little, another road? Well, I mean, let's all be real. This is my last pick, and I have to stay on brand. I don't care how many people don't like the show or people just don't have an opinion on the show. I have to pick Smallville. Um, it's my favorite show of all time. I, yeah, I've gone back and forth on that, but like, I, sometimes I try to pre- like pretend that other shows are my favorites that are more like well received. But it's Smallville. It's Smallville. At the end of the day, I, I, everyone knows I'm a big Superman fan, um, but I just think that it, it is. Very similarly to Friday Night Lights, it's just a very earnest show and very like there's a lot of heart to it. Um, it ran for 10 seasons, you know, 01 to 2011. And for a show to run that long and not run out of steam, I mean, season eight is where it really you really worry that it's kind of losing its its uh, like its grab on TV. And then season nine immediately picks it up again. I would argue seasons nine and 10 are the show's best seasons. Um, but, yeah, it's just such a, full, a fun like take on. Clark Kent, you know, you get to see him before he's Superman. Um, and he very much acts like a teenager, like he's an asshole for a, a good bit of the show. And that's like very real to life. Like if you were, you know, had all these amazing powers and stuff, like you would probably slip up a couple of times and, and he's great. You know, the supporting cast is great. The show has obviously had some negative, um, not backlash, but like just some negative light recently because of Allison Mack. But, uh, I'm just here to say, like, even before we knew all this stuff about her, she was already the worst character on the show. So it's not a big loss because <laughs> Chloe is not a great character. Um, but Lois is great. Like, I think Erica Durant is probably my favorite live action. Lois Lane. She's just fantastic. Takes no shit from anyone. Uh, great pairing with Clark. But, you know, you've got Lex Luthor. Michael Rosenbaum is also fantastic. And it really, I mean, 10 seasons allows it to really explore, like, so much with the Superman mythology. You've got... Uh, stuff with Krypton and Zod is like a big villain. He's the, the major villain in season nine. Um, 
for a show that was on, you know, the WB and the CW had a relatively low budget. It manages to get away with like quite a few really cool looking things. Like not a lot of the effects hold up, but uh, him flying around and, and like his super speed is always fun to watch. I, I, yeah, I just, it's one that sometimes I think nostalgia plays a part in how much I love the show, but then I'm like, no, I only watched it for the first time a few years ago. So it's not like I grew up watching this and watched it as it aired. And I just, I love it. I appreciate what they did with, uh, they never broke the no capes rule. Like he never becomes Superman until the very end of the show. And I love that they stuck to that. Um, and like I said, if you're a DC Comics fan, seasons nine and ten are just oh man, like they just really go for it. You get the JSA, you get uh, the Justice League is formed earlier in like season five, but you get them really in action in the last two seasons, and it's just it it, it they really like bring to life so many different D- things that we love from the DC universe and do it with a lot of care. And you can tell that people who made this show were big fans of the Superman mythology and. Yeah, it really bleeds through. And it's a character who obviously a lot of people have mixed feelings on Superman. I get that. Like, I totally understand that. But I think this show, if anything, this show would be the one to win people over on him because he's just like a a normal guy in this show. Like, he has a lot of powers. and He's kind of a Boy Scout sometimes, but he's just a teenager who's like trying to figure out how to, you know, ask Lana Lang out, but also trying to figure out how to not. Like blow someone away with his laser vision like it's just great it's just like this real grounded take on a very larger than life character that we don't get to see all the time so i love i love smallville um we, it always seems like when we three to get together we always talk about superman <laughs> um yeah. on this podcast it just happens no i'm i i'm so glad you picked smallville i actually thought you were gonna go smallville with your first pick and then i completely just blanked it out for some reason but i knew you were gonna pick smallville it is. It's pretty much your favorite show, correct? Right? Yeah. Like, it's so good. And like Kyle said, he watched it a couple years ago. I did watch it when it was coming on TV. You know, back in the day, when my time, when you had to watch the episode when it aired, or you were screwed. Uh, you just had to. You just had to do it. Like, and uh, thankfully, I was pretty much a kid who could, you know, had not much of a life, so I could actually be there. I think it would like aired like seven on like Tuesdays or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure it changed up all the time. It was a, uh, it was just becoming CW in the middle of the show shows run. I think, I think it was yeah. switched from WB to CW. And this was one of the shows that really ushered in the era of CW. Um, one of the best superhero shows of CW really. I mean, it's, it's so well done. It's a little hammy and it's almost campy though. More in my opinion, it's so done in an earnest way that you can applaud when it looks like, okay, this kind of looks bad or it's, it's a little corny, but it, it just works for this show. Um, I love Tom Welling. I remember watching it and being like, okay, I'm here for the monster, like the, uh, what did they call them? The freak mutated, the, the freak of the weeks. Yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> that, the whole first season and a little bit of the second, that was fun. And then you really started getting into the, the bigger plots and, and Lex and his relationship and oh Lionel was just uh, Luther like Daddy Luther was such a fun part of the series. I, I it was really fun. I, I, I like those episodes that that whole arc with him. I loved the Brainiac arc. I loved Zod. I loved it all. Um, I have not watched it since it aired. Like like you know since that last episode aired, I I have not seen an episode. 
So like this is all from memory, but I might maybe do a rewatch pretty soon if there's enough reason to. We'll see. Um, it's such a good show. It's I've said it before. Superman is by far not one of my least favorite, but just nowhere near my top favorite superheroes. But this is my favorite iteration of Superman because it's not about Superman. It's about Clark Kent, which I think is honestly a lot more interesting you know this this character who is you know born an alien but raised uh, raised in uh, kansas like he's this has this duality at all times and he you know trying to tight walk you know walk that and trying to figure out who he is and what he can be it, it's just really fun such a good show i'm glad you drafted it ryan do you like smallville yeah i, I love smallville um i'm glad that kyle picked it and I'm not surprised after the fact, but I'm going to be honest, I totally forgot about Smallville. Like, I think I associated it with the 2000s just because that, like, was really, or not, of the, the, the 2010s, uh, because that was really, like, the rise of the uh, live-action superhero show, um, for better or for worse, in some instances. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, it was great. Um, I loved it when it came out. Um, it was a really interesting concept having uh, Lex uh, start out be to be like best friends with Clark basically, and then just see like how the journey goes from there. Um, and yeah, just just so many uh, emotional hits along the way. Like what what happens with with Clark and and Lana is just devastating. And um, yeah, just she's uh, how how everything. How, how the show really builds um, and encompasses um, the different parts of the DC universe while sort of still remaining its own thing is uh, is definitely really cool. And, and yeah, I love, love Tom Welling. Um, Erica Durant is really good. Uh, I appreciated Chloe as a character, but yeah, that's sort of kind of the window uh, what, with everything that's had with Allison Mack, which is still, to me, like one of the weirdest, like, celebrity scandals that i could ever remember so yeah but yeah no it's uh it's a really good show and uh yeah now that i remember that it, it was in the 2000s i'm not at all surprised that kyle picked it so. <laughs> um also we have some really hit or miss finales uh on all of our lists you know smallville's i think is so well done in yeah. my opinion like mm-hmm. that last shot is oh it's iconic it's what it's, you're waiting for for 10 seasons the whole, the whole show yeah it's honestly worth it for that last shot mm-hmm. especially because you you don't even get him flying until that finale you get a little peek of it in earlier in season 10 when he and lois are are dancing in the barn and he kind of floats off the ground which is like a cute moment but you never see him fly and then finally in like the finale he's getting he's seeing basically his greatest hits uh and jarell is like giving him the pep talk Jarrell is like actually not a dick in this show, which is refreshing because he's always a dick in everything he's in. He does some things that are not great in this show, but for the most for the most part, he's a great father figure and uh, voiced by, you know, the original General Zod, Terrence, Terrence Stamp, which is awesome. Another thing this show does a really great job of is paying homage to earlier stuff like Christopher Reeve. I believe his last um, role ever was in this show. He played. Uh, kind of a mentor character to Clark and yeah it, it was like season five and it was one of the last things he did like right before he passed away so it does a great job of paying homage to you know people who came before but I agree that that finale is just uh it's so inspiring <laughs> um I can't say the show is up to par yet 
But I will just give a quick shout out to Superman and Lois. Jarrell and that is actually a pretty cool guy. So oh, cool. That's good you to hear. I haven't, I haven't started that yet, but I, I hear really good things. So I have to I have to dive in soon. It keeps impressing me every week. I'll say that. So all right. That's very on brand for Kyle. Uh, I think we've kept on brand pretty well. And uh, no reason to change that. (laughs) So the very last pick of the draft, it's not going to be West Wing, y'all. It's not going to be Sopranos. It's not going to be The Office. We all know that. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a show that is hilarious in so many ways. It's, It's despicable. It's a show where you hate every single character and you would never, ever want to spend a day with them. But damn it, do you love watching them ruin their lives over and over and over again? And when I say over and over again, it really is over and over again. It's one of the longest comedy shows ever. And it's still going on today. I'm talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, This show is just, it's next level, really, like, I remember when I first started watching it, it's funny because I think it was a, uh, it was, it had already been on for like four seasons. I had a friend who really enjoyed it, but I was like, eh, I, I don't care. And then my, my friend showed me a YouTube video of a, a dubstep remix to a uh, Nightman cometh. And uh, it's just, <laughs> I was welcome to the world of Dayman, which is of course my, my nickname, which is the best nickname I could have ever hoped for. But ever since then, I was hooked on this show. I started watching it. That was the first episode I watched, of course, The Nightman Cometh. Iconic, you know, like, that's what it is, bitch. It's like, you gotta pay the toll. <laughs> I can't I can't ever finish saying that line because it's just too wrong and too funny. Um, iconic, you know, uh, Mac just snapping, just hissing, and it's so good. Uh, the whole series, though, just is amazing. Everything from Charlie and the waitress to Dee and Dennis's relationship. Mac's transformation from season to season is amazing. <laughs> Frank is honestly one of the best game changers of all time. Okay, season one was it was good, but when Frank shows up in season two, you you can feel the the energy, the the hijinks just raise up to another level. One of my favorite episodes is Who Pooped the Bed? And he, he's really prevalent in that one. So good. Episode where Frank's just chilling in the couch and the sofa, you know, and he finally just busts out like a freaking baby out of an <laughs> elephant. It's just disgusting. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny. It's despicable, really. These people are so rude and mean to each other. They're clueless. They're ignorant and arrogant at the same time. Dennis is a golden god. <laughs> and that, of course, is one of the best moments in this show ever. His rage knows no bounds. It's it's so good. I could go on and on about it. Um, and yeah, I had to go get it with my last pick. Uh, Always Sunny. Such a good show. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel? Yeah, this. Uh, I'm really, really glad you grabbed it. I had it lower. Um, I didn't know if like I could pick it because it is still going but i think it is like very much considered a 2000 show because of when it started and like it yeah it's such a great show um i think that like for a while the show's fan base it has a small sect of fans who like don't get it and like actually think they're good people 
And it kind of ruined the show for me for a while because they're like, yeah, I agree with them. Like, no, you're not supposed to think these are good people. Uh, but, yeah, when you, like, enjoy it for what it is and you're, like, laughing at them, not with them, then it's a really funny show. Dennis is just one of the funniest sitcom characters ever. He's the worst. You're supposed to hate him, but he... I mean, dude, Glenn, Glenn Howerton is so good. He's so, I've never seen someone play so unhinged and yet really funny as well as he does. Like, I just want to see him as in, like a, a super villain in something. Um, but he's great. Yeah. The, the, the golden God stuff. That's probably the stuff I quote most from like any sitcom. He's just, he's perfect in that. But like Charlie, I love that Charlie is like, an idiot, but is legitimately musically really talented. Like we talked about the Nightman Comet, this great, like full of bangers, but also the the spider song where he's just <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. Like I love that song. I was just trying to play that on piano earlier. Like he's legitimately got a great voice and I, I love that they utilize that. And then I agree about Frank. Like the show is is funny, but it's kind of like a regular sitcom. And then he shows up and it just catapults up. Cause like Danny DeVito is iconic anyway. And he could easily have, like, coasted on his fame, right? Like, he was a big name in the 80s and 90s. He was Penguin, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's great. Cowabot. <laughs> but um, he's, he's great. But then he could have just coasted, right? He could have just been like, I'm Danny DeVito. I can do whatever I want. But then he decided to take a chance on this FX show that no one knew would be successful. And now it's still on what 15 seasons later something like that 16 um, yes yeah, 16 which is remarkable um our our buddy micah who was just on the pod uh two weeks two episodes ago if you haven't seen look in our facebook group binge mode i can't remember which group but for a while ago he posted basically a hypothetical episode of always sunny that dealt with covid it's so funny someone needs to hire that man as a screenwriter because it's he he nailed it he did a really great job with that but yeah, it's such a funny show. They're all terrible people. But once you kind of get that that's the point and you're supposed to laugh at them, it's just it's great. Ryan, what do you think of Always Sunny? Uh, I mean, I, I contained my rage for as long as possible. So I'm <laughs> you guys finally called on me. Um, no, it's it's great. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I left it off my list because I thought it was more of a 2010 show. Um, but regardless, uh, no, it's it's great. It's um for me, it's it's in like my top three comedies of all time. I think with High Many Mother and probably Archer, maybe Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, but regardless, yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, they all are. It's funny because they're all terrible people, but um, it's it's still fun to watch. And I I don't find myself getting as mad at them as similar sitcoms with terrible people. Like I'll just throw out uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, like. I just oh my god, the pe- most of the characters on that show just drive me absolutely insane, um, and so it, it's it's not an easy thing to do with like characters that are unlikable and having them not drive you away, and and always Sunny just like really threads the needle on that. Um, complete agreement with everything you you guys said about Danny DeVito. He he just takes the show to another level, um, and like obviously like his line delivery and the things that he does are funny, but he's also really good physical comedy like uh damon mentioned when he comes out of the couch or the episode where he ends up uh stuck in like the playground equipment in his underwear <laughs> and you're just left trying to figure out like how that possibly happened 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many good episodes. Like the the one where they wrestle, um, the one where they end up having the beauty pageant at the bar. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, of course, the dentist system. That that might be. I mean, there's so many good ones. That might be my favorite one. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, and then just all of the random like side characters, like uh, Rickety Cricket and um, <laughs> the waitress, and uh, I think it's Matt. No, uh, the guy who's the marine, who's like on and off with D. I forget his name, mm. but. Uh, it's yeah. funny too. It's just it's it's so good, all of it. Um, Chardy McDennis is probably my favorite episodes. That's, and, you that's know, a really good one. Yeah, those yeah. are you know, smashing the glass and just having to win the that game is absurd on so many <laughs> yeah. levels, and I love it. I love it so much. I just love the the friendship between all of them and how they they hate D and love her at the same time because they always want to include her, but. Poor D. I love D so much. Oh, I just, I I just saw um, a TikTok the other day, and it was, um, it was you know Rob McElhenney and um, Kaylin Olson, they're you know they're married, and uh, they were like singing. Well, oh, okay, so Rob McElhenney was singing. He actually has a really good musical voice too, and so he sings, and then they get to to D's part, and it's just a bunch of bird noises. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that the other day. I'm so glad he's on TikTok now. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Oh, this show is, is so good. I love it. Um, I don't have a favorite character just because it it changes way too much. And also, I hate them all equally. <laughs> so that's how it should be. Wild card. That's another great, great point. Oh, yeah. Jeez, oh, was... no. I had to mention one of the most just so well done episodes is the origin story of Cricket. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. Finding out that Cricket came from that was just mind-blowing. I was like, wow. <laughs> they did that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my pick. And that's the draft, y'all. Um, I think we did a really great job. Uh, fuck the haters. I, I think these boards are going to be beautiful. Uh, maybe didn't go with all the prestige picks, and I'm okay with that. Prestige is subjective. And I love it. But let's mention some that we didn't pick, but maybe almost did, or we definitely wanted to give a shout out to. Kyle, you wanted to go first? Yeah. Um, so I saved Smallville for last because I knew there was no chance of, of losing it. But in the off chance I didn't get it, I had another DC one. I would have gone with Justice League, you know, the animated series. Love that show. Really, really great show. Um, almost went with The King of Queens because I, I, Ryan, I also sometimes hate everybody loves raymond but the king of queens i feel like is like the softer side of that show uh another great animated show samurai jack really really fun show um the sopranos i don't really have any personal connection to i think it's a good show i just i saw the trailer for that new prequel they're making and i just like this is not for me i just you know i'm not really a big fan but i think it's a good show and then that 70s show i really it was really really close yes, because same. that's a great show yeah i almost picked that over always sunny I really did. It was super close. Uh, Ryan, you want to tell us some that uh, you had on your board? Yeah, you guys already mentioned a couple. Um, the Sopranos and The Office were definitely ones I considered. Um, I do like The Sopranos a lot. The Office I like, I don't like it as much as, as many people, and that's probably why I didn't pick it, but it was definitely on my list, and I almost chose it. Um, 
Gilmore Girls was another good one. Um, shout out to our friend Hannah who reminded me of that. Um, that was one that I considered. Uh, it's it's just a great show, and that's not just because I have a massive crush on Lauren Graham, but that's another uh, <laughs> another topic. Um, I almost went with The Shield because I think that's a really good show, um, and it's different from the a lot of the a lot of like propaganda shows. Um, you're you're supposed to like hate the characters on there, but it's just a really good, really compelling show. Uh, but I didn't want to go with two police shows. Um, and I the one that was closest that I almost picked and I was actually like gonna pick until the last minute when I switched and picked the wire uh, was Deadwood. Um, that's another really good one. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, with uh, you know Timothy Oliphant, my my large adult son, um, and then. Uh, Mr. Uh, it's just uh, Tits and Dragons uh, himself, Ian McShane. Um, it's a really good show, and it's one that, that just barely uh, missed my top four. So Nice. Okay. I'll, I'll just list a couple that I had on my, my big board. Uh, of course, like I said, that 70s show, almost picked. How I Met Your Mother was, my f- on my f- was fourth on my board, so y'all really almost like gave it to me. So close. Battlestar Galactica. One of my favorite sci-fi shows ever. Veronica Mars, I, I think is really fun. Uh, I had Friday Night Lights. Lost, of course, you know, in all of its flaws and all. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Underrated. Oh, that's a good show. Yes. Yeah. Had to mention that. King of the Hill, our boy Mike Judge. Iconic show. Skins, the UK version, of course. Uh, that was just so like the fact that they were able to show that like depict pretty authentic lives of of teenagers you know in that way was was pretty cool uh chuck is super underrated had to give a shout out to chuck one tree hill one of my favorite uh soapy cw shows ever right there degrassi another amazing uh kids teenage show right there and uh weeds i had to give a shout out to weeds I, I, oh yeah Weeds i think suffers from its last couple seasons but like in the first i'd say three it, it was so fun it, it really was so yeah one i'm damon actually I, I just remembered i'm surprised you didn't go with big brother just because i know you're a big fan uh because that, that started in 2000 right it did and now that you say that i'm mad <laughs> but i don't know if i would pick it over diner and triple d and i wouldn't go with two picks that are like reality that's fair yeah man now now you got me thinking fuck (laughs) i wasn't gonna pick it i've held off uh i've never seen an episode friend of the pod crystal is just never gonna let me forget that i haven't watched it i'll I'll watch it someday shout out to big brother starts uh today because when this episode drops uh, so ready for Big Brother 23. Yeah. Uh, I almost thought about us uh, doing a little quick mini episode of uh, us fantasy drafting Big Brother. I have a fantasy league with uh, friends of the pod, Crystal, Katie, and uh, at some point we'll be a guest on the show, Nick. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I almost wanted to do that, but I'm like, uh, who cares about Big Brother? A lot of people do. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that would probably be really successful. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, but yeah, I think that that pretty much wraps up most of the picks that we wanted or wanted to shout out. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always fun to have you on. 
Uh, you have any last thoughts or words to tell anybody? Um, no, I think uh, real quick in our honorable mentions, uh, Kyle mentioned King of Queens and um, uh, Jerry Stiller as Arthur on that show is just a riot. And um, he, he really makes the show. And it's, uh, yeah, that was one that I, I briefly considered uh, mostly just for him. So, yeah, gotcha. Kyle, anything else for the people at home? No, thanks for listening, guys. We will be hitting you next week with uh, the Black Widow Effies celebrating the movie that hasn't come out yet. But we'll be hitting you with that. That'll have just come out like two days before. I'm joined by our good pal Thad, just talking about yeah all the good good stuff from that movie. I'm sure to be chaotic because of because of Thad, uh, but it should be fun. We've got the Loki Effies right after that, the next episode. So yeah, a lot of MCU stuff. We hope you guys enjoy. Of course, let us know what you thought on our socials, planet.fantasy, um, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Cool.